dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. I sit here now trying to go through the last 10 years in my head and process how I actually got here, a second year PhD student researching Alzheimer's disease. It's safe to say that my 15 year old self would certainly not recognise the person I am today. I find it difficult to pinpoint when I realised I actually wanted a career in science. At school, no one really talked about what a career in science would actually look like, but I do remember that I always loved science. I remember in year nine being the only person in my class to be awarded the Gold Olympiad Award, which everyone, including myself, was quite shocked at. I've always enjoyed thinking about how things work, especially our bodies and brains. At school, I was intrigued by human behaviour and how the brain affects this behaviour, so I took psychology at both GCSE and A-level. At sixth form, I actually wanted to study medicine, but unfortunately I didn't get the A in chemistry that I needed to apply, so I decided to apply for psychology instead, which I already knew I loved. At this point in time, I had no idea that I could have a job as an actual scientist. I went to the University of Leeds, where I got to study in Australia for a year. My time at Leeds gave me a fantastic overview of many different aspects of psychology, but my favourite was anything with a neuroscience spin on it. By the end of my degree, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Psychology is such a broad subject, so my interests at this point were quite varied. All I knew is that I loved studying and learning about how the brain works. But instead of rushing into something, I decided to take a year out of education. I worked as a boating instructor at a camp in America, which I would definitely recommend, and then as a teaching assistant, working with young people with special educational needs. I loved the job, but I really missed studying and learning about the brain. So I decided it was time to go back to university. I found an amazing master's at the University of Sheffield, cognitive neuroscience and human neuroimaging. During my master's, I got to complete a brain dissection module. I think it was getting to hold a human brain in my hands that really solidified that I wanted a job where I got to work and research the brain. The master's was really hard, but also so rewarding. I found that the experience gave me confidence and helped me realise that I wanted a career in academia. So I started applying for PhDs, and specifically ones which involved neurodegeneration. I decided I wanted to complete a PhD related to neurodegeneration because since finishing up my undergraduate degree, I'd watched a family member change. It started with repeating questions, forgetting names, confusion, and over time these symptoms got worse and new ones developed. Unfortunately, this family member had Alzheimer's disease. The first couple of PhDs I applied for, I didn't actually make it to interview, but an amazing position came up at Sheffield investigating neurovascular function in Alzheimer's disease. I applied, got an interview and was awarded the position. So two years later, here I am, a second year PhD student. So my research investigates neurovascular coupling. This is the relationship between a neuron firing and increased blood flow to that same brain region in preclinical models of Alzheimer's disease. Neurovascular coupling is known to be impaired in Alzheimer's disease and it could be a potential biomarker for the disease. So it's important that we learn more about it. And so to investigate this, I look at how amyloid beta plaques may affect neural activity and blood oxygenation within the brain. During my PhD, I'm also planning to investigate how Alzheimer's pathology may be impacted by cardiovascular disease due to atherosclerosis, as many individuals with Alzheimer's disease also possess vascular risk factors and or vascular disorders. I think it's really important that scientists communicate their research to people. Science can be a bit of a bubble, and I think it's important for us all to get out of our bubble and explain how our research affects wider society. Luckily, I've always loved chatting to people and telling them about science, so one thing I'm hoping to do throughout my PhD is communicate my research to the general public and to other scientists. So during lockdown, I actually created an Instagram account, Beth's Brain Bites, if anyone's interested, <laughs> where I share posts about my day-to-day -day life as a PhD student, information about the brain, and tips about PhD study. And now I'm hoping to communicate more about me and my research through this blog. So what do I actually do in my non-academic life? 
I'm, I'm really passionate actually about showing people that you can have a good work-life balance when doing a PhD. So I'm really strict with when I do and don't do work. I try my best not to work in the evenings or on weekends. I try and keep the time for me and my hobbies. I've recently started going to pole classes. It's a great new skill and it's a fun way to get fit and take my mind off my PhD. I also love hiking in the Peak District and going to fitness classes. So what's actually next for me? As I'm in my second year of my PhD, it's actually quite difficult to think about my next step as all I can really think about right now are my experiments. But I've not been put off academia yet. I would love to stay in the dementia field and apply for a postdoc and then hopefully a fellowship. It's definitely a field I could see myself in for a long time. Being a dementia researcher right now is exciting as there are so many new discoveries. And I am really hopeful that in my lifetime we will see some successful therapies and we will help stop the diseases that cause dementia in their tracks. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.